I'm talking, to, I'm, talking, I'm talking to the Minister for Agriculture that doesn't represent anybody either at home or in Europe. They're protesting across Europe against excessive regulation which is forcing them out of business. The message is quite clear. Enough is enough. We have a heart, we have a brain, we have a soul and we have our bare hands. We are working for this planet. But we are here all together to ask for dignity. We want to make a living out of our, our work. Three weeks of protests by farmers across Europe joined on Thursday night by an IFA demonstration of solidarity. Was it about solidarity with French farmers though or was it about sending a message to the Irish government? What brought Irish farmers out in every county around the country? Hannah Quinn Mulligan spoke to those rallying in Limerick. It's a chilly February evening here in County Limerick and there's about 40 tractors lined up. You can hear them, you can hear they're getting a lot of support as well. But in charge of the Limerick run is the chairman of Limerick IFA, Sean Lavery. Sean, why have you come out tonight? Why are you here? The, the purpose of this, primarily it's in solidarity with our European farmers who've been mounting similar protests across Europe for the last uh, three weeks. Uh, all have similar gripes, different gripes but similar gripes because uh, increased, um, what would you call it, bureaucracy, um, the, the, the increased paperwork, and some of the regulations that have been put in place. Hello, how are you? Do you want to say a few words? I'm People should recognise the amount of red tape, the environmental issues. You know, there's not work going on in farming. And I suppose, really, it's going to be a lonely job. And all you now see is the inspectors or the county council all coming to check up on you. Like, what one thing would make a difference to you? More sensible red tape. I mean, we all see the environment has to be looked after, but it has to be more sensible, it has to be more user-friendly. Come on over, tell me, what are you doing here? This is by the side of the road, what is it, nearly 8 o'clock at night with all your tractors, what are you doing here? We're down with loads of tyres and loads of dung tonight. You are not? <laughs> with it. So, a load, load of dung, so you've seen the French protest, so is that why you're here? Yeah, we came down to follow up the French protest with loads of dung and loads of tyres. And what's, what do you actually want, though? What do you actually want to prove by being out here? <laughs> Produce the crack tax and the green diesel and get, uh, get better prepared for our uh, products. Looking to reduce the inputs and uh, get more money for outputs, I suppose. And what kind of farming are you doing at home? Dairy farming. Dairy farming. And yeah. do you do anything else as well? Yeah, machinery contracting and slurry oh, contracting, yeah. You're, you're quite young to have all I'm sure you. How old are you? 22. 22. So you must hear a lot of farmers go visit a lot of farms. Like, what's the feeling from the farmers that you visit? So look, everyone wants the same thing. They all want more money for the milk and more better prices for beef and... Fairer prices. Just a, yeah, exactly. And for the government to reduce the tax of the diesel. So, walking on a bit further, and apparently there's 100 tractors here now. I think it's important to highlight some of the issues that are facing agriculture at the moment. Um, we're hearing about expansion to Dublin Airport recently to bring in more planes, and as an industry, we're being told we have to reduce. And I, we don't mind playing our part, but everybody has to play their part. And uh, you know, I think it's important to highlight the issues. You know, we all like to go to Spain on our holidays, but we need to be able to get food on the table as well. And I think that's a very important issue that needs to be spoken about. You know, who's this next to you? Well, this is my daughter uh, Ruby. But sure, I mean, like, this is the future. So it's important to bring the future along because it's not just for me. I'm doing it; it's for the next generation as well. It's important to highlight these issues. You know, Ruby, what's your favourite part about farming? Um, I love seeing all the animals. And what kind of farming are you doing at home? So we're tillage and beef, you know, tillage and beef. Do you feel supported by the current political system? 
I think the current political system has become a yes person for the European Union and um, I think we have, we've just rolled over on all European policy. We saw what happened in Britain two years ago and if we keep getting policy forced upon us from Europe, like, are we going to be in a situation where we, we've not only uh, the UK coming out of, of, of Europe, or maybe Ireland are going to look to come out? Hannah Quinn Mulligan talking to demonstrators in Limerick. Joining me now from France is Aline Brown-Steffer from the Farmers' Organisation, Coordination Rural, and from County Cavan, I'm joined by Agriland columnist and former Macron Affirma president, Thomas Duffy. Very good morning to both of you. Uh, Aline, first off, I have to say, incredibly unfortunate state of affairs that the first two people that a proud French woman has to talk to this morning are two Irishmen. Yes. Hello, Philippe. Good morning. Um, well, you know, um, in solidarity with uh, the with the French farmers, I, I guess uh, our rugbymen put their skills on strike. Maybe. Um, oh, yeah. And oh, <laughs> um, the things that you have been protesting against, Aline, um, have been problems for years. Why has this protest become so large now? So uh, what we're witnessing um, over the last 30 years, um, you know, with with the the cap, and this is uh, what our organization has uh, been fighting for for years, is um, uh, it's it's going towards uh, the disaggregatization of agriculture. And it's it's a real big problem in Europe um, because the farmers are being sacrificed for the sake of free trade. Um, Their income have been crippled. And so, you know, enough is enough. Um, they they can't produce anymore, um, and obviously you know the the election of the um, uh, the MEPs uh, coming up is also playing a huge role uh, because they want to make their voices heard um, before these elections. So yeah, this is I think you know this enough. It is enough. I, I've heard you know the, the the Irish farmers saying that too, and and I think that's something that's shared all across Europe. So it's not a fear that farmers and farming is going to disappear, but that the commercialization, the industrialization of farming means that the family farm is at risk. Well, yes, that too. Obviously, you know that farming is a way of life rather than a, a, a job. And uh, what what all these uh, norms and all this regulation is doing is is in fact, like like you said, uh, it's really um, you know signing the end of, of this family farming, which we are all really attached to, and I think the consumer as well. Um, so yeah, obviously, this is something that's um, fearful to farmers, and uh, because it's it's such a it's regarding their way of life and not just a job. Um, So, yeah, Mm. I think... You're right. The family farm is something that everybody supports and attaches themselves to, consumers and politicians alike. But when you break down into the individual issues that are coming up in the protest, they become a little bit more sticky. Like, specifically, I'm thinking about the French farmer grievance with uh, Ukrainian grain and poultry imports. Surely... French farmers should be showing solidarity to Ukrainian farmers in a war zone right now. 
Yes. Um, so obviously, you know, farmers are very much uh, in solidarity with the Ukrainian people. However, uh, they do not believe that they should pay the price of this war. Uh, and, and, you know, the speculation that has been going on in 2002, where the grains were actually the stock were really high. And it was actually the speculators that ended up, you know, um, uh, creating this whole price crisis. And so we're not sure that it's the actual Ukrainian farmers and people who are benefiting uh, uh, from this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something we're really fighting, the financialization of agriculture and, you know, mm-hmm. the, this this uh, created crisis. Uh, Who, whoever whoever is benefiting, yeah. Aline, though, Ukrainian farmers well, w- would definitely lose out if France was to try and insist on the imposition of taxes on Ukrainian grain. Well, I mean, it's it's something that uh, will probably benefit more speculators than Ukrainian farmers because they are the ones, you know, um, uh, speculating, creating stock and, and releasing them like step by step. I, I don't believe uh, Ukrainian farmers uh, will will benefit from, okay. from what will lose so much from, from it. So, yeah. One of the things that all, all of these protests, be they in Limerick or in France or in Brussels, have in common is a complaint that farmers are making about the degree of regulation that they find themselves burdened with. Is that a code for you're tying our hands behind our backs with all of this environmental rules and regulations? Well, it's uh, not so much, you know, about the environment, because obviously, you know, farmers, they are outside every day. So the environment is very precious to them, too. Uh, what's, what's really frustrating them, I believe, is is more the, the amount of uh, administrative work that comes with it and the, the amount of control uh, that that goes with it. You know, it's, it's not so much about um, having to do things because they've been doing, they've been ca- taking care of the environment for hundreds of years, but it's now they've been being scrutinized and they have to to justify their every movement and, I, and that I believe is is really okay. what they are uh, you know complaining about and, and rightfully so let me bring in Thomas Duffy on that one now what do you think Irish farmers are really saying when they say they're subject to too much regulation Thomas no, I don't think they're they're particularly objecting to the the need to do more for the environment because every farmer I speak to really does talk about that. It, indeed, um, it, the administration really is the issue there. And I, I'll give you a simple example. For instance, one of the things that the uh, Brussels protests achieved for those farmers was the four uh, percent a derogation or a, a delay to a four percent obligation to have biodiversity in Ireland. For instance, we're already at ten percent, so we've never looked for that derogation whatsoever. We already have 10% of our lands for biodiversity. So there's a simple example of what we, what the Irish farmer is already doing. But the problem is the amount of paper filling, the amount of uh, obligations that we have to do. And often there isn't an, uh, enough of an effort to simplify that down into a, a simple structure. Like when I speak to farmers, I mean, nitrates is obviously a very key issue around. Um, one of the things that, that frustrates an awful lot of farmers is the farmers who are doing it right, who are, you know, completing everything or do, doing everything right. They're saying, well, why aren't there more inspections for bad practice, uh, you know, out there and lay off the administrational side, get 
get boots mm. on the ground and get more inspections that way. So I think that's really where some of the frustration is coming. And then in addition to that, farmers are, are particularly even these protests and all farmers, they're all saying, look, we want to do our part for the climate. You heard in the Vox Pop there, we want to do our part for the climate, but we want fairness in that. So when we are talking about things like the Dublin expansion or more, I think, urgently at the moment, the, the talk about completing the Mercosur deal, bringing in deforestation beef here, while we're also talking about having to restrict beef output. You've been writing in the journal.ie about whether these protests mean that Irish farming is lurching to the far right or not, or if it is actually being bandwagon jumped by the far right. Which is it? Yeah, no, it's absolutely the latter. Uh, farmers are as diverse as any group, uh, builders, plumbers, doctors, whoever. You're going to have people across the political spectrum. And the reality is most farmers don't care about the political spectrum. We don't sit down and read our Karl Marx or read our free market Adam Smith stuff. No, what we saw even the other night, we had an organised protest there by the largest farm organisation, the IFA. And all over social media, we had these far right losers, frankly, jumping on uh, the uh, social medias and trying to bandwagon this. Look, they, that's a tactic that they always do. They're looking for people who are frustrated, who are disenfranchised. And that is a genuine feeling that farmers are feeling right now. And they're trying to jump on that to co-opt the, the very large public support that farmers actually have from the public in order to utilise that or maybe win mm. some people over. And unfortunately that, you know, that can be successful if we don't see real policy change from the mainstream organisations or sorry, from the mainstream political parties and ensure that the institutions are working for everybody properly. It's part of a piece, isn't it, that people like me, journalists, love to look at something like a farmer's protest and see it through the prism of globalisation or creeping radicalisation or environmental vandalism or whatever it is. I wonder, is the truth more prosaic, do you think, here? If processors, supermarkets and consumers paid farmers a proper price for their produce, would all of this complaint about regulation just disappear. I think this is really the challenge because farmers are, as we would say, they're in a social contract between the consumers and the state. And generally, I would say Irish farmers have accepted that the the that contract is that the consumer will not pay the full price and the full cost. And instead, the, the state has to ensure that it provides enough so that we can continue to meet the very high standards of environmental protection, animal welfare and all of the other things that, that we want to do. But the problem is really that we have had absolute stagnation. We have not increased the common agricultural policy uh, budget. People say, oh, look, it's massive. It's one third of the EU budget. But in reality, it hasn't changed in, in 30 years. And then on top of that, the actual obligations that farmers are trying to do uh, are, are increasing. Now, th this is really where that conflict comes in between environmentalists and farmers because some environmentalists, not all, but some environmentalists say, well, that's fine. We'll just take the money from the other aspects of CAP. But they're to try and ensure that, that we continue a productive agriculture, we continue producing food, which is our first job, and say, well, we're going to just spend that on environmental things. And that's simply not sufficient. This should not be a competition between environmental protection and food production. And the only way to ensure that is to either increase the amount of money and supports mm -hmm. that farmers are getting for that specific thing to to provide for common goods or to reform and ensure that farmers are getting more at the retail. But the problem is there, that's going to cost okay. consumers more. Aline, last question to you. People are suspicious, I think, about what farmers' protests ever actually manage to achieve, that it might just be a bit of a letting off of steam. What concrete results did the protest in France actually secure? 
so there has been um, quite a few a few set of announcements made by the prime minister. Um, so they they've agreed that you know the, the, there's too many rules. The simplification um, of um, of the cap, the access to cap, is, has also been um, discussed. And so we have a set of um, of measures that are going to be taken. Uh, even increase, for example, I'm thinking cattle uh, will be given 150 millions more to to help help the, the cattle farmers. Uh, but we're really waiting. Right now, the protests on France are not over, but on hold, because mm. we're waiting to see if those measures are actually implemented. Okay. And we're, we're keeping, you know, there's going to be an agricultural fair in Paris at the end of the month. Um, and we, we are currently waiting to see what's happening. And we will decide okay. there whether, you know, uh, the fight will continue or not. On hold and not over. Thank you very much. Aline Pranstef from Coordination Rural and Thomas Duffy, AgriLand columnist.